This is Startup Renegades, a raw conversation with founders, entrepreneurs, and the unicorns among us who have taken their idea and turned it into a thriving, profitable brand. I'm your host, Shauna Armitage, and my work as a fractional marketing director has led me to connect with dozens and dozens of founders in all stages of their startup journeys. Whether they're bootstrapping or fundraising or have capital on hand, there's one big question founders always ask, how do I grow this thing? On Startup Renegades, we'll explore how they did it, and you'll walk away with actionable steps you can take on your own journey to scalable growth. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today is a very special milestone. Startup Renegades has reached its 100th episode, and as such, I'm really excited to bring you a special kind of episode. Today, we're going to talk about finance, and this is so important for every startup founder, right? Now, listen to this. We've raised over $10 million in funding for our startups this year. We're going to help you pinpoint actions to reduce overall spending. We're going to drastically reduce your company's burn rate. That sounds really amazing, right? And that's something every founder wants and needs in their business. That's why I'm introducing you today to Alejandro Santos, who is the CEO of Startup Tandem. She's got 14 years of experience in accounting and finance consulting, experience with nonprofits, restaurants, real estate, wealth management, but most importantly, startups. She landed in Miami from Honduras at the age of 17 and ended up working her way into the finance field where she got her feet wet with startups and just found that it was the right place for her. Lucky for you and businesses like yours, Alejandra's experience on the podcast today is really going to shine through. And she's going to share with us what a fractional CFO is, what you need to know about it, and what it can do for your business. So without further ado, welcome to episode 100 of the Startup Renegades podcast. Let's dive in and chat with Alejandra right now. Alejandra, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Shana. I'm excited to have you here. This is a really special episode for two reasons. First of all, this is Startup Renegade's 100th episode. So thank you for being here for that. It's a big milestone. And also, this is a really special episode because while I talk to a lot of VCs and a lot of founders, you are a CFO and it's a really, really important job for startups, even in the early stages, but not a lot of founders are using them or not enough. So I'm excited to kind of get your take on the whole CFO role and really get a deep understanding of what founders should know about it today. Well, first of all, Shana, congrats on the (laughs) 100th episode and thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you. So let's start at the beginning. My favorite question that always throws everyone off what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an artist. Okay. I was actually really good at drawing. I remember drawing these beautiful cartoons by scratch when I was, you know, a little kid. And then I started tapping into my logical and math kind of part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And I took that route instead of becoming an artist. Was that because it just seemed more practical or did you find that you really enjoyed it? Why do you make that kind of switch? Well, because I'm really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but in, in all honesty, I come from a family. I'm from Honduras. I come from a family where secured and stability is number one thing. Mm-hmm. So going to my family in Honduras, going by either very conservative mindset, going to become an artist wasn't something that they would support. While the other route, it was the route that, you know, my mom took. She she had her own finance practice in Honduras. And my dad was an entrepreneur at heart as well. And he was a business owner all his life. So mm-hmm. taking that route just seemed more fit in the box at that time. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So what did you go to college for? I went to college first for marketing and international business back in Honduras. And then I moved to America when I was 16, 17 years old. And I did a totally switch to finance. And that's where I graduated on finance. I started my career as a financial analyst at Merrill Lynch. But I graduated where, you know, it was very tough times back in 2008, 2009, where we saw a big economic hit. So I really had to quickly pivot, right? What was then finance jobs were obsolete at the time. And it was very challenging to find stability in the industry, you know, as a newcomer into the industry. So I had to really think about pivoting my career. And that's where I dived in into the accounting world. I mean, I did not have like, all this amazing accounting uh, knowledge. So I had to go back to school and get a second degree in accounting, which is, yeah. So you were looking to get into the startup space at that time? So thank you for asking that. Back in the day in 2008, 2009, startups were not as popular as they are right now. And especially in the East Coast. So let me just bring you back in the timeline. I'm in the East Coast. I'm in Washington, D.C., New York kind of time period. And there's more entrepreneurship at that time, California, West Coast area, rather than on the East Coast side. So at that time, startups were not a thing for me. I just wanted to, you know, make a living and try to get knowledge and just build a career somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love that that's back in the day. So long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, feeling old now. All right. So you had to go back and you got that accounting knowledge. What did you do with it? I got hired by one of the top CPA firms in America. I got really lucky at the time because obviously the jobs were so hard. Yeah. But I realized at the time, you know, that accounting was a field that I was very stable no matter what's going on with the economy. Everybody needs that job to be filled. So I dived in, you know, I dived in into the CPA world. I dived in into nonprofits. Uh, I did a lot of nonprofit work, consulting mainly, obviously, through the company, been consulting my whole life, restaurants, real estate companies, nonprofits. And that was back in Washington, D.C., And then I moved to California. I decided that I was tired of the snow. I was tired of the cold. And I said, if I don't move right now, I will get stuck here. So I just picked up my stuff and I drove across country to California. This is where I discovered the startup world. Okay. What was the first startup that you worked for? So I worked for Tone It Up. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Okay, tell me about them. Uh, yeah, Tone It Up is actually made by two fitness girls. Uh, really inspiring story. I believe that 
One of them is from the Midwest. So they created this online tools for people to become healthy and happy about their bodies. And it was very inspiring. I love fitness. I believe that if you feel good about who you are and you're good in your own skin, then you're actually going to be following your passion and do things that you love more in life. So I became part of their team and it was very inspiring. I mean, they took it all from the bottom and they did workout plans, they did nutritional plans, they did videos and they're still going on right now. Uh, Like if you Google them, they're everywhere. They have a platform now, they have an app and it was just very inspiring their story and that's when I realized, you know, wow, startups are amazing. They're a little messy. They're a little, you know, up and down. When I was part of that, they were still climbing up, right? They were still opening stores. I think when I came in on board, we were just ramping up their nutritional bars in Target. And that became one of their biggest customers now. But back in the day, we were just, you know, trial and error. Will this work or not? So that's when I started my startup journey. And then after that, I went into that consulting side again for startups. Uh, I did a few jumps to other startups and then I did a consulting. And that's when I realized that there is a big problem in the industry. And that is as an entrepreneur, when you start your own company, you don't have a lot of money. You don't have a lot of resources. You're just trying to make means and sometimes you don't even get paid. Sometimes you get paid just a very small salary, you know, to meet compliance requirements, but you just really cannot live on that salary. So that's when I realized, yeah, it is the truth. And I mean, CFOs, nobody can, you know, it's just a very expensive position to fill, especially when you're starting a company. I want to interject here because what you're saying resonates with me so deeply. One of the first startups that I work with, the CEO is still a friend of mine, great, great people. And he didn't say this to be insulting at all. I'm a fractional CMO, right? So he told me once that I was a luxury hire that as like a marketing person, that was one of the last things that they have to put in place. And everything that you're saying makes me feel like a CFO is kind of considered the same thing. Like we know that we need it, but we don't have money. So that's like a luxury hire. That's what we do when we start making revenue. That's what we do when we get funded. It's just, it's not something that people do at the ground level. No, exactly. And that's why there's so many problems with (laughs) companies, you know, unfortunately, right? Because that position is so expensive that as a CMO is that when you come in and you look at their financials, you're like, oh my God, what just happened here? I feel terribly bad. And you need that kind of information to make the right decisions when you're actually managing a business and trying to grow it. So when I became part of this company, I saw how I don't even want to say the name, I mean, uh, for ethical reasons, but I just saw that they were charging all these entrepreneurs really high amounts for services that could be more budget friendly. And that's when I realized, okay, I have been part of internal, you know, startups. I've been external as a consultant, you know, for a consulting company for startups. So I want to make things different. And that's when I created my company because I wanted to be a partner for young companies from a very early stage and grow with them. That's the whole business model of 
startup tandem is we will grow with you. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure that these companies, because you spend more money, Shana, coming in with messy financials and cleaning yeah. them up, you know, than getting it right from the beginning. Uh, you spend more money along the line, cleaning it up, explaining people, not to mention the decisions that you make are probably not the right ones because you don't have accurate information in front of you. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that my company can be that partner. And what that means is as a fractional CFO and not a salesperson, as a fractional CFO, I come in and tell you, you don't need this right now. I'm not going to give you something that you don't need. Right. I'm going to give you something that you need at the moment to get you going. And then once you start bringing more money, we can talk about other things and tools, resources that can help you expand your runway. Yeah. I love that so much. Let's dig a little bit deeper into that. You know, if you had to explain to someone who was like a first time founder, what is a fractional CFO? What do they do for you? So the right fractional CFO will be basically a fighter for your company. And what that means is basically setting up from the very beginning a finance and accounting infrastructure mm-hmm. that everything is processed, there is tracking, there's traceables, there everything is accountable for. You have good processes in place. You have, you're meeting your compliance requirements. You're meeting your tax deadlines. It's making sure your everything is buttoned up and yeah. then also as well, making sure that everything is simple. Uh, I don't believe that things need to be complicated to get the message across. Mm-hmm. I believe that simple is best. So a fractional CFO, the one that really, you know, has the good interest at heart and not wants to just charge you billable hours, will make simple processes for you. That way, if you can go ahead and take it over, then you're able to do that. It's somebody that will explain to you where the opportunities are in your business, somebody that can walk you through maybe some challenges and how to solve those challenges, somebody that will go and fight for you and get you some financial resources with financial institutions or any unconventional other institutions that provide you know, funding or right. debt funding or somebody that can prepare you as well to get any kind of equity funding. Hey, it's Shauna here. I want to take a quick break from this amazing episode to send a free resource your way. Starting up is hard. Whether you're bootstrapping or you've got some funding behind you, you don't always know exactly where to start. I want to fix that. You head to startuprenegades.com right now. You can claim your free business benchmark blueprint. That's a mouthful. It's going to help you set a plan in place so you can create your foundation for growth. And it's free, so why not? Head to startuprenegades.com right now and grab yours. This sounds amazing, right? This sounds like somebody that you absolutely want on your team, but it also sounds very high level to me. Like if I'm a founder, I don't actually know what I'm getting. So for a fractional CFO, what are the tasks that they do? You said helping you get funding, doing the accounting, setting up simple processes for you. What are the actual things that you handle for the startup founder that they frankly can't do on their own because they don't have the background in finance. 
Yes. So most of the time is basically, you know, making sure in a very detailed way, Mm -hmm. reconciling your bank accounts, reconciling, making sure your revenue is accurate month over month, making sure your expenses are accurate month over month, making sure you understand on a monthly basis how you are operating according to budget or according over, you know, a period of time. Making sure you understand the trends, how your revenue is trending, Talk or to what me about kind. That. What is understanding the trends mean? So, for example, if you have been operating for two years, right, mm-hmm. and last year you made a hundred thousand dollars, and then this year you're getting like two hundred thousand dollars, so you're obviously trending high. But there's going to be some months that you're going to be you're going to have less revenue, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be some months that you're going to be, you know, exponentially higher. So understanding what's driving the forces of revenue month over month and what's driving the trend on a yearly basis that can help you make better decisions along the line. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. We all, (laughs) we all need that in our businesses for sure. So in the early days, CEO, the founding team has to be scrappy. Why can't a CEO do all of these things themselves? And that is a good question. Some of them do, and some of them have a really good skill set to do so as well. But I always think having a second set of eyes is always very helpful. Mm-hmm. Even for me, when I have my clients, I ask my team to give me a second set of eyes. Or what do you think about this situation? How do you look at it? Because everybody looks at different situations with different eyes and they mm-hmm. give you really good perspective. So if somebody's out there doing the financials and the operations and the marketing all by themselves, kudos to that person. You are an amazing founder. But (laughs) no, it's true. I mean, that's what entrepreneur is all about. But at some point, you're going to burn out and you're going to want an opinion. What do you think about this? What strategy would you take? And I think that was probably the same for marketing, right? Like if I'm doing it all on my own, I want to know how would you do it differently? And even it's very high level, maybe you can take care of the details, but maybe somebody else can come in and just, you know, look at what's going on and give you a piece of advice. That makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you talked about fundraising. This can often be one of the hardest jobs of the CEO or founder, especially if you haven't done it before. So how does a fractional CMO support you with fundraising? Well, I mean, we can help in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. It depends on what, like I said, the resources that they have within the team. Most of the times, you know, with somebody that doesn't have any resources, we help them create a performa. We dive into meetings and, you know, just to understand what the five-year plan is, where are you going? Every client that I have, I like to discuss with them where they're heading because that way we can work together towards that goal, even if it's hypothetical. You know, if somebody tells me I want to go for an IPO in five years, okay, great. Let's work towards that. Like I already know what kind of steps we need to get there. And that's the same thing as fundraising, right? So I want to fundraise $5 million. Okay. Where are we right now? Let's talk about that. What's your current situation? What's your strategy? What revenue channels you're going to go ahead and tap into in order to grow your revenue numbers? What marketing strategy do you have? Are we doing paid ads? Are we doing email marketing? How are we getting there? What will be your ROAS, your customer acquisition costs, you know, things like that. We go into a very detailed meeting and we go ahead and make it performa 
and then we do a break-even analysis. And then that's when they get enlightened because they're like, oh, wow, if I manipulate this variable, then I break even a little bit faster. So that's a very knowledgeable part of the process for them. And once that's done, you know, button up and all of that, we go ahead and do an investor deck. It's not very common though we do that, but it just depends on the resources. Like if they do have a marketing team in-house, then they will probably do it themselves. They just need like a, you know, financial analysis of the current situation and where they're heading. But if they don't have that, then we can also do a as well, an investor deck, you know, go yeah. ahead with the story of the founders and all of the slides that investors need. Yeah, I mean, by the time you get to the deck, understanding the clear picture of the financials is so important to be able to present that clearly and have a really good understanding of it for your investors because they're they're going to want to know, you know, what your projections are and what that looks like and all those numbers can be really scary. So it's amazing to have someone to be able to walk you through it. So you as the CEO or founder can do the other big jobs that are required for growing and scaling a startup at this stage. Do you have any favorite wins or stories about your job? In terms of particularly just an industry like a client, like something that stood out to you that you're just really proud of the work. A lot of my clients bring me a lot of happiness when we get things done the right way. So for example, I was with a client a few years ago and this is something that I'm really proud of. They couldn't get good rates because their balance sheet was a mess at the time and they couldn't get really good rates with, you know, lines of credit or term loans or inventory finances. So what I did is I basically tapped into my network and then I also tapped into the vendors that that client was using at the moment. And I was kind of leveraging, you know, who gives me a better rate, uh, negotiating on both ends and kind of leveraging on one another to get the best possible outcome. So that's how we went ahead and got this client from like a 30% APR to like a 10 to 12 APR on that's a lot exciting. of debt. Yeah, that was very fun. Every challenge comes with a little bit of stress, obviously, yeah, but when you get those kind of results, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. And I love that. I love that so much. So tell everybody now that you've walked us through the importance of a, a CFO for your startup, tell everybody what being a startup renegade means to you. So when you start your own company, you have a lot of power. I say that to everybody, you know, you have a lot of power to make a difference of creating an innovative product or the way you deliver a service can be innovative as well or what type of service you know you do as well and you can also create an amazing company with an amazing culture for your team and I feel like that's what it is it's breaking those normal traditional standards and really standing for what your true beliefs and values are in creating a company that can stand out and from the rest and make things different. Yes. Thank you so much for being here today, Alejandra. Can you tell everybody where they can find you online? 
Uh, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> you can find me. You can find me on LinkedIn, Alejandra Santos, and obviously startuptandem.com. We are in YouTube, uh, social media as well, okay. uh, and Facebook. So please feel free to say hi. All right. Well, go check out Alejandra at startuptandem.com and learn all about your needs, particularly for a fractional CFO. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Shana. Very much fun. Appreciate it. That was this week's episode of Startup Renegades. Thank you so much for joining me and soaking up all that brilliant entrepreneurial knowledge from today's guest. If you want to suggest a founder for a future episode or just want to connect, you can find me on Instagram at shauna.armitage. That's S-H-A-U-N-A dot A-R-M-I-T-A-G-E. And just a little reminder, if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. It makes a huge difference and it's so important for helping the show thrive. I'll be here same time next Tuesday for a raw, honest conversation with another startup renegade. Thank you.